The rabbis tell a story about a poor merchant. The merchant, according to this midrash, sold purple cloth and nothing more. This is a very specialized business. He stood on the street corner every day, all day, shouting, purple cloth for sale, purple cloth for sale. One day the king happened to be riding by in his caravan and he heard the merchant shouting. And the king said to him, what is it that you have for sale? Perhaps mockingly. To which the man answered, nothing. The king was baffled and responded, but I just heard you say purple cloth for sale. So why would you respond to me saying that you have nothing? Sire, he replied, it's true that I have purple cloth to sell to other peasants, but to someone as great as you, the king, I have nothing to offer. The rabbis use this story as a parable, comparing the merchant to Moses. Now, as we think about the story of our exodus out of Egypt and our time in the wilderness and Moses' great leadership, it might be hard to think about Moses as a man who would say, I have nothing to offer. But we have to remember where our story began. Way back at the beginning of the book of Exodus, 40 years before the events which we would read about in the book of Deuteronomy, the book that Jews around the world are beginning this Shabbat. Moses at this time was just being called by God through the burning bush to lead the Israelites out of slavery to freedom. Moses answered the call by saying, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh and free the Israelites? God answered with the promise that God would be with Moses every step of the way. But Moses continued, what if they don't believe me? What if they don't listen to me? God answered that the miracles that God would perform through Moses' hand would prove that God was with him. But Moses continued with his concerns, saying, Lo ish divarim anochi. I am not a man of words. I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. To which God answered, Who is it that gives man speech? Go. I will be with you as you speak. I will instruct you what to say. Moses continued to hesitate. So God said that Aaron, Moses' brother, would be the spokesman. And finally Moses agreed. He was not an ish devarim, a man of words. So he needed someone else to speak for him. But now we come to this week's Torah portion, 40 years later in our story, the first portion of the book of Deuteronomy, Devarim, beginning, Eleha Devarim, Asher Diber Moshe. These are the words that Moses spoke to all of Israel. Not, Vayadaber Adonai El Moshe Lemor, as we hear so often, not, God spoke to Moses or God spoke to Moses who spoke to Aaron. It was Moses who spoke, and it was the words of Moses. 
Moses, a man who at one point said, Lo ish divarim anochi, I am not a man of words, now has an entire book of the Bible with his own divarim, his own words. The rabbis teach that Moses, like the merchant, never felt that he didn't have the ability to speak. He knew he could speak, but he also knew he could speak to and who he had spoken to. And like the merchant, he felt that his words, in comparison to God's, had no value. And that's why, according to the rabbis, he resisted from taking the job that was given to him. Only after 40 years of leading the Israelites, of taking his words directly from God, did Moses feel that he had earned the right to use his own words in speaking to the people. In this way, from Moses, we learn humility. According to this Midrash, Moses knew perhaps that he could do the job, but he wasn't sure that he was best for the job. He showed deference to God and deference to others whom God could potentially have chosen as a leader. Many believe that it is this humility that caused Moses to be chosen in the first place. But there is another way to read the transformation in Moses from the beginning of Exodus to the beginning of Deuteronomy. The rabbis in our Midrash imply that Moses had the same capabilities at the beginning of the story as at the end, changing only his willingness to use them. This is powerful and meaningful, but it's also possible that Moses, in fact, did begin the story as an ish, a low ish devarim, as a man who didn't know the right words to speak or didn't know how to use the words that were available to him. But over 40 years of experience, 40 years of gaining wisdom, he learned how to use his own intuition, how to use that wisdom. And he learned how to speak to the people with his own words, bringing us to the book of Deuteronomy, which serves as his final address to the people. Moses grew over time into an Ish Devarim, a man of words. While we celebrate humility and Moses' humility, that humility, that unwillingness to show one's purple cloth because of an assumed lack of value can also at times keep important words from being spoken. If we have a message but wait for someone else to give it, that message may often be left unspoken. So how do we know? How do we know when to speak? When to let someone else speak? when to search for our words, and when to use the words that come easily to us. This midrash and the dichotomy between its two meanings is something I've, thinking, I've been thinking about personally quite a bit during this past week. It started last Saturday afternoon, just after we, were, we had finished our Come As You Are Shabbat service, a morning that had begun Shabbat with yoga, continued with study and then with prayer, a day on which I felt Shabbat peace in a way I hadn't felt in a long time, until I received that dreaded news alert on my phone. Multiple people killed in shooting at a Walmart in El Paso, officials say. 
as the news continued to come and we learned that the victims were targeted because they lived in an area highly populated with those of Mexican descent. The lump in my stomach grew. Then, 12 hours later, another alert on my phone. This time I would wake up to the news. Police in Dayton, Ohio say they're investigating an active shooter incident in the city's nightlife district. I'm tired of this, and I'm tired of speaking about this. I looked at my past sermons and bulletin articles and emails to the congregation. In the past 11 years, there have been 10 times that I've written something about a mass shooting, and now that number is 11. Fort Hood, Tucson, Aurora, Sandy Hook, Charleston, San Bernardino, Orlando, Las Vegas, Parkland, Pittsburgh, now El Paso and Dayton, and there were so many others, and sometimes I felt that my words would add value, and sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I wrote about what happened to the congregation because I felt I had to, even though I wasn't sure that I was adding anything of value. Sometimes I stayed quiet, even though I felt my words might add value, because I just didn't know what to say. That was how I felt this week. We hear the words thoughts and prayers taking a bad rap, and I understand why. Action is needed more than thoughts and prayers. We all know that something has to happen, even if we might disagree over the specifics. But thoughts and prayers aren't only for those who are directly affected. They're not just for the victims and their loved ones. Thoughts and prayers can also be for us, for our community, for our need for strength when we feel powerless. Our own prayers for words when we find ourselves speechless. This week I found myself needing those prayers. And I found strength in words that I wanted to share with you. They were the words of Rabbi Karen Kadar, senior rabbi of Congregation B'nai Yoshua Beth Elohim in Deerfield, Illinois, who in addition to being a phenomenal rabbi is an extremely gifted poet, and her work is found throughout our Mishkan Tefillah prayer book. Rabbi Kadar shared a poem this week online that she had written after the tragic loss of her brother, this Shabbat is his 16th yard site. But she felt that as she, was, as she was going back personally to the words that she wrote 17 years ago after his passing, a time in which she had no words, but was able to find words through thoughts and prayer, that others who were feeling the same way after the tragic events of last weekend might find strength in her words as well. The poem is based on the 121st Psalm. Esa enai el heharim me'ayin yavo ezri. I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where will my help come from? My help comes from Adonai, maker of heaven and earth. 
And as I share these words with you, I'll have them on the screen behind me as well so that those who are more visual can read as I read. I'm searching for words, for the words that describe, make sense, or at least comfort, words that summon me from the depths of my solitude. In the night there is darkness, restless attempts to sleep, twisting, turning into the shadows. As I seek a comfortable pose, I bring my knees to my chest, folding my dreams in half. Will the crease ever come out? And in the day there are silent attempts to find hope, twisting, turning toward the light, as I look for direction, a path, a way. It is not easy to find the way, and so I lift my eyes to the mountains. Heaven lays her head upon the mountaintop and I begin to climb. What is the source of my help? I climb and gaze upon the vistas, more mountains, more horizons, never-ending moments where heaven meets earth, never-ending possibilities to meet the divine. Lift me, carry me, offer me courage. Help me understand life's sharpest paradox, that to live is tragic and wonderful, painful and awesome, dark and filled with light. I lift my eyes to the summit, and as I climb, I find my help in the turning and twisting it takes to ascend. I have found a path and it is worn and charted by all those who are summoned from solitude. I take their lead. And I know that in the most essential way, I am being carried up the mountain. And even now, dear God, even now, I am not alone. On this Shabbat Devarim, the Shabbat of words, may we all have the wisdom to know when to speak and when to listen, when to share our own words, and when to look to our mountain to find wisdom, to find words. And perhaps may the words we find and the words we share provide strength and comfort in our own lives, and the lives of those of our family and community. May we all find the inspiration when needed to be Anashim Devarim, people of words, changing the world in our own unique way, brought from silence to strength, power, and courage. Amen.